Oh, I thought John froze again. I panicked. I was like, oh, no, this is never going to nope. work. Wait, it's not even recording, is it? Oh, I was on the wrong. Yeah, I was on the wrong tab. Sorry. Okay, I'll shut up now. We can get started. <laughs> okay, that's you. You're the one that starts it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of Ophir's Little Marketing for you. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm Ellen Cernko. And I'm John Young. Each week we talk a little bit about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit organization. Um, I know in probably the majority of our episodes, we always bring up how important it is to set goals. Um, so today we're going to dive into that a little bit and talk about how to set meaning, meaningful goals for your business and give you a few tips. Um, so as we've been doing, let's start off with a little definition just in case anybody needs a refresher of what is a goal. Um, a this goal is Kelly's is, favorite segment, by the way. Is it? No, we she, need, she, does, she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> we, need, we need Kelly on here just to define the things we're going to talk about. Because um, I would we, love we could to do hear that. her definition. So we could come up with a, a word and we could have like the segment, like the, the segment of the day, the Kelly segment. And then we just nice. like record her and then we just play it. Hi, guys. This is Kelly here of Learn Young, I don't know, Incorporate, whatever the hell her company is. <laughs> Here, here to teach you some words. Today's word is goal. Let's break that down. That's yeah, like Sesame Street for adults. I love it. I love it. It's perfect. It is really interesting though. Um, but me, mine's my my definition is a little bit more simple. So, what is a goal? It's specified results you aim to achieve through marketing strategy and efforts. Um, that would be, I guess, the definition for a marketing goal, not just a goal in general. Um, so it's a result that you are aiming to achieve through the actions that you are putting forth um, in your marketing efforts. So Ellen, you want to tell us why it's important to set goals? Sure. <laughs> yes. Um, so in, sorry, I was writing down some notes because I had some last minute thoughts about this topic and then I got distracted. We, we have thoughts on that. Dot com. We have thoughts on we that. Dot com. Fun fact, did you know that it's actually impossible for the human mind to multitask? You can, when you're doing something that's like a motor skill, you can multitask, but you can't actually think about two things at the same time. It's not how the brain works. I'm thinking of red and orange simultaneously. I can you see can a table with, a, a with, a, with an apple and an orange. I'm thinking of the, the table with an apple and an orange on it. That's one scene. That's one thing. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> John's just going to try and find a way to prove me wrong. I already sabotaged the beginning of this by my internet not Saboteur. working. So I'm going to sabotage the rest of it with internet. I am doing a really good Ellie's job. question for That's okay. Because I am just full of fun facts. But anyway, it is important to set goals for a multitude of reasons. But three really important reasons to set goals is it helps guide your focus. It helps you determine your success. And it helps you reach your success. Yeah, it kind of just lays out a nice – helps you lay out a plan. It gives you direction for what you're doing instead of just mm -hmm. like going about something willy-nilly. Yes. I like the word willy-nilly, the phrase. It, it's one of my favorite phrases. When it popped in my head, I was excited that I was about to say it. So that's why I was smiling <laughs> but I the think, whole time. <laughs> I think talking about – so it's, it's just another side tangent. I think talking about goals sometimes really stresses people out because like – it means that something or someone is going to be held accountable um, oh, or yeah. people feel like they're not very good at setting goals. Um, but, you know, people set goals all the time. Like if you graduated 
high school, like that was a goal that you achieved. If you like played a sport in the summer, that's a goal that you achieved or you took an animal to the county fair or like you went to college or you bought a house, like you go on vacation, like you don't just end up there. You Mm -hmm. had to set that goal. You had to have it in your mind that you were going to do this and then you had to, you know, put in the steps to get there. So, But I'll I'll agree with what you said. I am one of those people that as soon as someone – like I think about goals all the time. Like I'll think about things that I want to achieve, um, not in the capacity where I know that I'm thinking of goals, but I'll think of things that I want to achieve. But the second Mm -hmm. someone asks me like, what are your goals or write down three goals, I go blank and I panic because I don't know. So I Mm -hmm. agree with you there. Um, It's something that it's very weird. Like when I'm trying to actually think of a goal, I think I make it a little harder than what it has to be when really it's like, ask yourself, like, where do you want to end up? Like what, yeah, what in your journey, where do you want to be in a week, in a month? So if I were to ask you like the five-year question, you wouldn't have an answer? Absolutely not. Okay. I think goals too, they just have like a really negative connotation when it comes to like the world of business because like people set goals as like, it almost ends up being something that like, who can I end up pointing the finger at instead of like, yeah. how can we succeed together? Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe like the first place you have to start is like retrain your brain to think about goals as like not a place to like hold some like hold somebody over the flames, but rather like get there together as a team and succeed. I think you guys in your very young careers have spent way too much time in corporate America because, Ellen, I've heard you (laughs) bring this up probably on a client call before of afraid of being setting up goals and afraid of failure. Like that isn't a thought that I have in any way, shape or form. Like when someone brings up like an even like a team meeting of bringing up a goal, it's not like, well, good, let me write this down so I can point it out when they fail. Like it's mm-hmm. so foreign to me. I, I enjoy hearing little clips here and there from you two about mm-hmm. you know, you're just saying this thing like this is a common common thing and it's completely foreign to me not growing up in any kind of corporate world. I agree with that statement because I yes, I mean just yes. I I feel the way Ellen feels of it that's a common feeling because it's how I felt. Whereas like like today we're gonna talk about how to set goals just even Even knowing that we can change those goals, and sometimes you have to change those goals if you realize they're not attainable. Mm -hmm. But like, literally, John, I at one of my previous jobs, we would have goals, like personal goals, and our uh, our yearly, like our annual raise, would be determined based on if we met that goal or not. And like, I, I get it to an extent because it's like if you're just failing, but it would be like, okay, well it's like we weren't really diving into like, like it was kind of an arbitrary number or goal or it's something. It's just a and it's micromanaging like, well, tactic. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it, it's very weird. Instead so I do think that there's like a negative connotation in aspects of business when it comes to, when you hear the word goal. Um, but yeah. hmm. let's reframe our minds and let's get away from that thinking and talk about how goals can be very beneficial for you and a good yes. thing. Yeah. I mean, especially because we... if you, Oh, go ahead, Ellen. If you work with Shout Out Design, we're going to encourage you to have this thought process. So it's mm-hmm. something to like keep in mind as well if you decide to work with us because it's not just my own experience like in my own career path, but like many of our clients, like I have sat and listened to them talk about like how like either their bosses or their previous like career paths also had a negative connotation with like setting goals and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a process, really, but it's worth it. it. 
it start it just honestly starts a good conversation. So like if I'm ever asking my client, what are your goals for this? Um, what are your goals of this program or what do you want to get out of um, advertising on social media or whatever it might be? When I'm asking that, it's opening up the conversation so I know what avenue to take. Because depending mm-hmm. on what you say your goal is, that's going to depend on maybe what type of ad I write, what the message is, what the call to action is, what platform we're even on. So um, it has nothing to do with like saying like, wow, you failed, your course isn't a success, like you writ- you wrote it terribly, whatever it is. Um, but it's just to give me an idea of how to best help you. And again, like we said, like it shouldn't be like an end all be all like, oh, we didn't meet the goal. This was a fail. Um, no, it just it kind of will just circle back and start the conversation again and figure out what we need to change and where we need to be. Agreed. Also agree. Which that kind of just summarized like the whole episode. So we'll see you guys later. <laughs> All right. Ellen, we'll grind your gears. <laughs> Quickest episode. Look, everybody, our two listeners are like, wow, yes, this is wonderful. I can get Clark out of here. Clark and Jen, what do you think? Clark and Jen, did we answer all your questions? What are your thoughts on this, Clark and Jen? <laughs> All right, so we will we'll dive into a little bit about <laughs> seriously. Like, we're not what, we're not done. We've got at least forty done. more minutes to fill. Yeah, we we've got at least fifteen more thoughts. So um, a piece. We've got so. thoughts on that.com. Buckle up. Um, so we'll kind of take you through the process, I guess, of like thinking through goals and just give you some tips. So before you even set goals, before you even get to that, like you know, you want to quantify your goals. Um, Let's think through just your business and your strengths and weaknesses. And something that we like to do is create a SWOT analysis, which if you've never heard of that, is um, taking a look at your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, So that will help guide you. You'll know um, what you're good at, what you might need to work on, um, some new opportunities, and if maybe you have like some competitors or budgetary constraints, some kind of threat that's hindering you or could possibly hinder you meeting your goals. Um, so I love the SWOT analysis. Um, I know John likes this, a good SWOT analysis. Oh, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of my great joys in life. <laughs> but it really... I in college, so this is all we would do. Like we How far away? Can, can you can you sit a constant distance from the mic? No. Not, not as far back as possible or as close <laughs> as possible. Ellen, Ellen's currently in her kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen's going to start, you're going to start having to mix this yourself, you and your audio engineer in your house. I need a headset. That's what I need. I need like, you know how the gamers have like headsets? Oh, yes. She does. She do need a headset. That's what I need. So I can be really animated. I can be myself. Yeah. Anyway. I do it too. Like I move around a lot. Like I'm always fidgeting. There's There's a distance between here. Listen. Way back here. (laughs) I didn't realize there was that much of a difference. Yeah, yeah you, it's you leaned back and it was like you were yeah. talking like back here. Yeah, I've got some, I've got some thoughts on this, everybody. Hopefully, you can hear me because uh, I can't in my ears, but I don't know. About I feel it. so bad about giving Scarlett a hard time when she was like moving like three inches. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like any hoodle. Um, so I had a professor that he would start off every single class with like giving us a SWOT analysis example that we would have to fill out. <laughs> so I feel like SWOT analyses for me are kind of like goals that like I have to remember that they are in fact a good thing <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're yeah, not Ellen, just busy work. 
So Ellen is triggered by the SWOT analysis, but that's okay. Um, we all sure. have our own tools that work for us, but this is just a really good way to, I guess, start the process of even like thinking about what you want, like what your goals are and what you want to do, where you want to be. Um, so it, that's all it is, is it's really just, it helps, you know, get you going and get you thinking about, um, your goals. It also helps, um, make sure that everybody on your team is on the same page. Um, Mm, so a lot of the times when you're working with one, more than one human being, um, what you think your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are may differ. Um, or somebody might not even realize like what a strength is or what a threat is or something like that. Um, so I think it's really a good idea if possible to pass out a blank SWOT analysis to the appropriate team members before you get together to determine what your SWOT analysis is so that everybody can kind of have their own thoughts and opinions. And then you can come together and see like, what overlaps and then like what maybe you guys didn't even realize um should be on that SWOT analysis so you can Mm -hmm. really have like a full a full thought process don't like don't assume that like your teams teammates are thinking the exact same way as you because we all have our own thoughts and feelings and ways that we process the world so we all have not the only good way (laughs) yeah we (laughs) all have thoughts on that that's that's the sequel it's a sequel to we have thoughts on that.com Uh, Yeah, one of the – I think it's really awesome because especially the opportunities section, I would love to hear – like if I had a team of people that I was pulling together on this, like I would love to hear what everybody thinks our opportunities are because that's – I mean, how – those are opportunities that I might not have already thought of that we can break break into. So, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. always really helpful to gather everyone's thoughts and opinions and put that together before – you start um, thinking through the bigger picture here. And in doing this, you are uh, going to be reviewing past performance, which is really good. So you kind of know what your performance has been in the past, what um, what key performance indicators. I was going to just give the acronym, but I'm trying not to do that. Um, KPI it up. Let's do yeah. it. Like what KPIs you've met in the past, where you've been, so that you know how to measure yourself. You're not just pulling a number out of the air and saying like, oh, this is what I want, not based on any data. Um, So you'll kind of think through your past performance and take a look at the market too. do a market analysis so that you know, okay, what even is realistic um, in terms of where I want my business to be? Um, Because if you don't, if if you don't even have a good grasp on what's realistic or what's going to be attainable for your business specifically, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. So and we're, and we're not saying that you need to do this for like a $50 Facebook campaign. <laughs> like you can, like you could, could go through all this works, make sure it works the best. But this is, you know, larger, larger concepts. So whether it be a website design or a digital marketing overhaul, like these are things where you really get into the, the weeds of planning and thinking about and what do I want this to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of like what Ellie was saying, like when she gave her, um, Ellie, I really liked your definition for what is a goal. And you brought in that, like, this is specifically um, a definition for marketing. Um, there's, like, an overall, like, business SWOT analysis that needs to happen. And then there's going to be, like, the marketing SWOT analysis that's, like, based on that overall, like, mm-hmm. business SWOT analysis. So keep that in mind as well that, like, those are going to be different and are going to, like, reveal different things to you about your business and how you're doing with your digital marketing. So a like few that. years ago, I did a, a SWOT analysis of each of our services. 
like I broke down each service and did an individual analysis of all of those and then one over the whole company. And you're right, thinking through the eyes of the whole company as a whole, I've got one idea. But if I thought through just of like blogging or mm-hmm. social media marketing, different different little minutia show up there that you can definitely extrapolate into the other analysis or the overall company analysis. So that's a good thought to you can break things down and make it more I don't know, granular, more important, organized. more better, more yeah. organized, yeah. more better, more gooder. I like more better, uh. more gooder, <laughs> which I mean, that's great. That brings me to my next point of well, like, where do you start when you're even setting a goal? Like when you actually are like, okay, I've done all of this research. What are my goals now? I always think it through and you start, you kind of work backwards. You start big and then you work your way down like an upside down pyramid. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so you're thinking of like like large scale, what are your large scale goals? And then you start thinking about how are you going to meet those? And you might have different um, like subsections. So uh, it, they, they might be completely different, even within the marketing realm. So we're going to reach our business goals by implementing marketing efforts. Okay, now let's split that up into subsections. So you can keep working backwards in that regard to get really granular and set those goals. So um, I like to think of it like if if it were, obviously I'm not setting business goals for my clients, but you know, I would recommend like, okay, think of what your overall goals are before we start talking about like what we're going to do for you in the digital world. Um, Mm -hmm. And then um, what? Go ahead. (laughs) So a thought on that, like especially my clients that they have magical marketing hours. Um, Sometimes when I join a meeting with them, um, they can already kind of like be down this like rabbit hole of like action steps of what they want to do. And then they can be like, can this work? And I'll be like, it can, but like something about it will be like kind of off. And so Mm -hmm. I'll back them up and I'll be like, how is this helping the business? Let's start there. How is this helping? How is this marketing thing that you want to do going to help the goals that you've set for your business overall? Mm-hmm. And then that helps me walk them back through the process that they've put together and be like, and be able to give them better advice of like, hey, maybe you should like, you know, implement this into your email campaign. Or you can actually, I told a client today, I was like, why are you trying to do these two things separately when you can combine them, combine your efforts, not spend as much time and yield a higher result? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh. So like <laughs> when you when you take a step back from like all of your marketing efforts and you think about like how is this actually going to help move the needle with my overall business goals, then it really helps you make sure that like you're, you're spending your energy in the right places as well. That mm-hmm. was my one thought. That was good. It's a great thought. It's one of Thank the best you. thoughts I've ever heard. I tried to not move a lot, but I don't think I was successful. No, it's it's believe me, it's not this. It's just that you were twenty feet back. You yeah, were like a bas- you were like on the other side of a football field. Like a real adult. <laughs> I can't stop messing try. with my hair. So my goal is to stop touching my hair. I can't help it, you guys. I'm the only one in their twenties now on the team. So just not yet. Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> I have Ellie's, Ellie's 29 again for at least another year. 29. First off, te- I have 29. 29. <laughs> Cut that out. Shout out uh, to me, girl. <laughs> I have three more official days in my 20s, but I'm going to I'm going to say it here live on the podcast and say okay. I am allowed to tell people that I'm 29 for the next 2 years because I lost two good years, two years. in the in the COVID era. 2 years. 
I think one co- year. Okay. One. One and a half. Um, we couldn't travel. We couldn't, you know. So I'm like, at least for a year, because you forgot about the 29 thing from New Girls for like most from New Girl for li- most yeah, of your 29th literally, year. You reminded me of that like literally like a month ago, I think. And I was so sad that on my 29th birthday, I wasn't just going around shouting 29. <laughs> I didn't right, here, create a task for myself. It's my fault. Let's make a rule, Ellie. So vocally, when you're out with out with people, you can say mm-hmm. 29 again for 18 more months. Okay. On your Tinder profile, you can keep it for a full two years. Okay. Okay. I, hey, that's that's fair. Uh, fair. I'll I'll deal. That's we'll pretty you genuine. A bonus, a bonus six, bonus bonus six months in case you land a you know a doctor somewhere. Okay. <laughs> somewhere. I didn't say where. Deal. Great. <laughs> All right. So um, apparently, John has set a goal for me to meet a doctor, and that's good. So. Well, I'm I'm trying to. I'm, <laughs> we know think, what you're think, trying to do. We know Any what you're trying to do. I'm trying to. <laughs> this I'm is a try- segue. I want to make my. I want to have all my team be happy. Oh, I think I'm you'd happy. be happy with the doctor. All right, well, I think good. I too. Yeah, I think I would too. Thank you. Thank you though for the for looking out. I mean, I don't want you to. You know, I don't want you to find someone that you're not going to be happy with, right? That's true. It's true. Oh. But like, we're a, we're a, how we're is family. this gonna? How is this going to start off if I'm telling him I'm like, I'm 29 for two years, and then all of a sudden <laughs> on my birthday, he's like, oh, happy 30th. And I'm like, I'm 32. <laughs> I think I think at some point you'd have to you'd have to break it, break it to him. Like, yeah, I think then, 29 gets you the first date and then make sure, you know, this situation is taken care of. Yeah, thank you. And then, really, if he cares about the difference between 29 and 32, yeet him out of your life. That's right. right. As Scarlett would say, yeet. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Um, if you guys didn't know, this has turned into a dating podcast now. Um, well, we could set, I, we could, we could deviate from what we were going to talk about and set goals on Ellie's future love life. We could do that. Yeah. I mean, we could not do that. I mean, we could, or we, <laughs> we couldn't we could give her a break on her birthday week. Oh yeah. This Just is what you night. get. This is what you That's get working nice. late, Ellie. We're going to pick on you. It's <sighs> true. Alone. You send in notifications at 1030. You're, you're going to get called out. I had at we least three. That's on that.com. I had three very reasonable excuses for doing what I did you at did. 10.30. Which so. I also want to talk, like, I do feel the need because of my need for ultimate justice to also call out the fact that, John, you sent out notifications a few days ago at 10.30 at night, and then I responded to them at 10.30 at night, and then you mm-hmm. yelled at me for responding to them when it's you like were also working. It's like you're baiting us, you crazy person. <laughs> but I wasn't re- – I mean, I am crazy, and I probably was baiting you, but the, if I if I recall – I didn't need you to respond to it when I sent the the notification that it was done. I was just letting yeah, you know it was done. Yeah, but sometimes I like to just check it, and then I'm like, well, if and I don't I like respond now, I'll forget to respond. Yeah, yes. and I'm like, I'll just respond because I'll forget to in the morning. And no, that's what the don't forget basecamp. Don't forget. <sighs> yeah, but you don't you don't get that red notification still. Like and I like that red anxiety to see the notification. You you don't get the red notification. Yeah, you do. Not if yeah, you I just do. click it. Not On if you icon? open. Listen. Not right. if you if you open it, you can mark it as unread. Yeah, you can you can swipe oh, back yeah, and make you it. Can a, a red again. And I do that but sometimes. But I hate because seeing the little red circle. Me too. Yeah, it's just right, it's so a vicious circle. It's not John, it's OCD issues, is what we're saying. Yeah. Pretty okay. much. Hire somebody no, with straight up anxiety. Right. Yeah. Anxiety slash John's fault. Okay. Hire somebody with good mental health next time is all, <laughs> what we're getting at. <laughs> well, I I might be over. <laughs> 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 but I do enjoy working with all of you. 
Uh, I appreciate I'm that. I'm today. There's no, there's oh my no gosh. getting back at this point. Guys, um, we have gotten off on quite the tangent. We've talked about so go- my gray goals? hair, my 30th birthday. Uh, yeah, goals. Tender. Um Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but so you have to think about before you go down. There we so go, I'm going to try. Yeah. Before you go down this rabbit hole of like action steps for your marketing, um, you're just spinning your wheels if you haven't thought about how they relate back to your overall business goals and then as a subset, your marketing goals as well. Mm-hmm. Love it. Great goals. Somehow that brings it all back together. Listen, and I did – nice segue, Ellen. And I did, Thank you. I did have a thought on that and I forget what it was though, but um, – there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna ramble for a second. I have another thought if you want. Go, go for your other thought. Okay. Um, so my other thing when we're talking about like these nesting goals, if you will, I was just talking to my friend, um, about what <laughs> nesting Ooh, goals. I nesting love nesting goals. I like that. Yeah. It's like, a little, it's like um, a little Russian doll goal. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. But so I was talking to my friend because she, her company recently, the company she works for recently got bought out, and they're like coming in and they're like having these planning meetings on how to plan meetings where they'll plan stuff for their Mm. clients. And so we talked about like the balance between like planning in advance and acting on those plans. Um, So I do think that there is a heavy or heavy, um, a healthy balance. And I think it'll take some time for you and your team to figure out where that's at. Most likely you are like the shouted out design team where you have a mix of um, people that like to throw out papers in the air and people that like to organize the papers that are thrown up in the air. Um, so maybe take some time to identify which personalities are which um, mm-hmm. so that and you not can hire make all, sure. of, all of one. Yeah. Make sure okay. you don't hire all of one and and try to try to play to the strengths of each, but recognize that at one point, um, one of those personalities is going to feel like you need to plan more, and the other personality is going to feel like you need to move forward. Um, mm-hmm. So just make sure that you're keeping really high communication with your team to make sure that you're all kind of on that same page. I think sometimes like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call out bosses here, not our boss because he's great. He never Wonderful. does this. Mm. <laughs> But sometimes bosses have this like hive mentality that they like assume that like whatever their thought process is for a plan or for setting goals that like everybody on the team is automatically going to be on the exact same page as them and they're going to be ready to like move forward and work. Um And that's just like not the case. Like when you have people that are actually like the ones that are still in the trenches of a job or are doing a job that's separate than like what the boss is doing, then they may be looking at a situation a little bit differently and they may have like different goals or like a different plan to like get you to success. So Mm -hmm. just like keep that in mind as well, that like when you're setting these goals, when you're planning things out, you're working with a lot of different personalities and it's much better to just take the time to ask somebody what they think and genuinely listen to them and like communicate on a really high level than like not communicate and then be then have different expectations and then like not meet any of your goals because nobody knows what's going on. Always communicate more. Always talk I think, more. I think that's a great thought because so we talked about kind of working backwards. You're going to have these um, kind of large scale goals, like long term goals that you want to eventually reach. But within that, you have to focus your immediate efforts before you obviously reach those long-term goals. And in doing that, you also have to think through, they might be different objectives that would be better suited for one type of person 
um, compared to another. So when you're setting these goals, what you're also doing is you're thinking, who on my team is going to be responsible for that segment? And who's going to be responsible Mm -hmm. for this segment where you're all working together still to meet the common long-term big picture goal, but you might be setting smaller immediate goals um, for, for different parts of your team. So um, that's really great to kind of be aware of the personalities uh, on your team and uh, what everyone's strengths are. Again, you can, what are the strengths of your team? What are like certain people's weaknesses? And you kind of know how to divvy up tasks to best meet those goals that you're setting. So yeah, I think that's a great thought. Yeah. Like I think about, so kind of going off of what you just said, Ellie, of like who gets assigned like different goals. Like I think about the shout out design team, like the five of us across the board are skilled in like many different areas, but we each have like our own areas where we shine. So, you know, like for Rachel, she really shines at like creative content. So like if we have a creative content question or a project, we're going to go to Rachel. If we have something that's like highly like analytical and detailed and has a whole bunch of connections, that's going to be Sheba across the board. Like if we need something that's like super like ads focused and like it's a very complex campaign, that's going to be Ellie. If we have something that's like numbers based and like where are we going to see the ROI, that's going to be John. So like, you know, you find these different ways in your team that like whoever's going to like thrive the best and get you to that goal, like you, you assign it to that person, not just like whoever happens to be in the meeting with you that day. And if you don't focus those efforts again, which I'm, I've said this once already this episode, I might even say it a couple more times, but it's a waste. They're wasted efforts. If you aren't even focusing, you know, like you're not playing to everyone's strengths, your, your goals are a lost cause. You're setting yourself up for failure um, with meeting those goals because you're, you know, you might be giving something to someone like John wouldn't, John wouldn't tell me to go start building a brand new website. I would not even know where to start. (laughs) We would immediately fail. We would not uh, follow through for that client. It would look terrible. It would not work. Um, So he would never do that to me. Even if I said pretty, pretty, please. Um, You know, I would try at 1030 at night. You know, you know, I would. Um, (laughs) I'd give it my best effort. And then you'd be like, whoa, that is not what I wanted. That's terrible. Um, And then we would just be behind. Um, And that is a really... A goofy example, but that is what would happen is if you aren't playing to everyone's strengths is you'll fall behind and you'll be wasting more time potentially doing cleanup or redoing work that you've already done um, when it could have all been thought out beforehand. Um, and if you're, que- if you're thinking to yourself right now, I don't know what my team's strengths are. Hmm. You should probably do a team SWOT analysis. Oh, <gasps> Can we do that? <laughs> yes. We have done that, kind of. We should do another one. That's fun. Let's that do another fun. one. Let's do another like to, one. Let's do one like right now. Hear, I like to hear about myself. I, I was really I was uh, really excited uh, to hear what Ellen was going to say that my strengths were. So, yeah, I love to hear about myself. So tell me more. Just don't tell me about what my weaknesses are. I don't really want to hear that. Just tell me what my <laughs> tell me what my strengths are. And then well, you um, care too much. <laughs> I do. I sometimes do. you sometimes you work too hard. Oh. I have Stop too much it. attention to detail sometimes. Like I'll spend too much time on a task that I really want to make sure that's perfect before I put it out there. Mm. I think those are those are strengths. Mm-hmm. Your hair looks good most times. Most mm, most times, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Such a backhanded compliment. Yes, yesterday at Wine Ends, it looked great. You know what, John? Oh, you thank really you. Look like yeah, a Tesla it did look guy. good yesterday. You do look like a Tesla guy, John. Get out of here. Oh, I'm certainly a Tesla Chad for sure. A Tesla Chad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
Any hoodle. Anywho. Okay, so we're putting all of this work in. We're setting our goals. We are hoping to meet these goals. Um, We've put plenty of thought into it. Um, And then the most important part is to measure those goals. Check in on yourself. Do regular check-ins. Like, where are we at? It doesn't necessarily mean, like, have we met the goal yet or not? Trash. It's, no, let's check (laughs) check in and see where we're at. Um, and, and see if we need to make any adjustments, measure, um, the results that you're seeing from a campaign that you've implemented or something along those lines. Um, make sure you're on track and adjust the, uh, adjust your efforts, or you could even adjust the goal. If you have set a timeline on this goal and you believe that you have done everything you can to meet that goal and you're just not meeting it then let's adjust that or let's go back and um, do more research on the market or um, maybe like competitors and see what they're seeing um, and adjust to that goal. If it just simply isn't attainable Um, because again, you're just, you're going to get frustrated if you have a bunch of goals that you just continually aren't meeting. Um, And if you aren't meeting goals, that's another, that's something else to look into. Like why aren't we meeting those goals? Is it due to, the efforts that we're putting in? Is it, um, do we need to change something or simply was that just not a reasonable goal to have set? Yeah. So I really like what you said, Ellie, about adjusting goals because I think sometimes we can get like really set on like we need to meet this goal. But Mm -hmm. I think like, you know, especially in a marketing campaign, like once you're actually implementing it, like you are gathering so much real-time data throughout that process um, that it, it may you may run into a situation where, like, if you don't adjust a goal, like, you're kind of missing out on revenue. Um, so mm-hmm. Ellie and I just had that happen for a client where Ellie brought in, like, the results of this campaign. And she was like, listen, like, we're doing well. We're hitting their goal. But their goal is vague and we could be doing better. And Mm -hmm. like we took that to the client and we were able to brainstorm ways that we could improve even more. We set a little bit more of a concrete goal and like now we're moving toward that. And, you know, I just think that like you limit yourself when you're like, well, we're just going to like stick with like whatever goal we set when like you, you could take the information that you've learned, adjust accordingly, and then like possibly be making more money. Like, Mm -hmm without necessarily all that much more effort. Um, it's worth it in my book. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I thinking. mean, I think it's just like any other thought process you have, like as you gain more information, your opinion or like your direction on something may change. So like goals yeah. are no different. Mm-hmm. And with that campaign that you were just talking about, well, I, I keep having these thoughts and then they're just, they're fleeting. They just keep leaving me. Um, but like that Because you're 29 that, again. It's <laughs> worse. I wish there was a tool that like I could physically go like this and grab my thought and then like thought bubble it in yeah. real life. Because right it's here. like maybe I have two thoughts and so I'm going to say this one and then this one goes away because I didn't say it right away. And I can't write fast enough to like remember it. You know, like I wrote Same. down these notes at the beginning of our at the the beginning of our project, the beginning of our recording, and I have not said them because I forgot about them. Maybe it's very possible that in not in old Ellie and I's lifetime, but maybe in Ellen's lifetime, there'll be some kind of like like chip that gets implanted, and then those like you have like a whiteboard behind you with all your thoughts. 
That'd be so cool. I feel I don't like know if they're it'd be on cool. that I think way it'd be worse. Like Google play. Pixel glasses. Ooh, okay. Like, yeah. I think they mm-hmm. have that. Like, I could say, like, hey, Google. I don't want my Google to yell at me. But then I could, <laughs> like, have it right up there. If I could have, like, real-time sticky notes. I would, would hate amazing. that. I would yeah. love that. I would oh say it'd be would far more negative than positive. The, the, that just amount great, of thoughts to just Rolodex. No, because then like I could have a sticky note that only shows up when I like look at the kitchen and it has like my grocery list. And then like I have a sticky note like in my car of like, hey, you need to go get your oil changed. Do you know how cool that would be? That, that would be kind of cool. This. But also they're probably, they're probably me already out. have it. Oh, probably. Well, if you came out, if you, if you're listening to this in the future, future you, and you implemented this idea, give us like just, a couple of shekels from all the I money will. that you made. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. this is very Not future you. No, no, this is my... someone else listening to oh, the podcast. Yeah. Future like, podcast yeah. listener, yeah. Yeah, future podcast listener. This was Clark. our idea for very <laughs> similar to when my grandpa moved out to California to work for the microwave company that was just starting up. And then he gave up after like four months because he didn't see that it was going to happen long term. So then they moved mm-hmm. back to Ohio. They're pretty popular. A mm-hmm. little yep. bit. I did live for uh, two two and a half years without a microwave, though. So I was too stubborn to get one. Mm-hmm. So I heated. Too stubborn up. to get a microwave? Yeah. Doesn't require thought, a lot of install. I thought it was really stupid that my apartment didn't come with one. So it was like a more then, like a protest than lazy. Yeah, and then um, and then I had gotten so used to it that when I moved into this house, like they had. Um, they, uh, the people I'm renting it from, they had all the appliances here. They just, there wasn't a microwave. Um, and I had just gotten used to not using a microwave that I didn't even find it necessary. I was just heating everything up in the oven and, or the stovetop. It was taking forever, but I, that's what I was doing. And, um, uh, I think my friend got just annoyed by that fact. So she got me a microwave for Christmas. Um, <laughs> so that's the story of how I got a microwave for Christmas. It's a great You're story. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for I think it's at least at least a chapter in your bio- biography. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like there's some life lessons. Colon, life love or hate. In that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, my toaster broke quite a while ago. Um, and I like toast a lot. Or like, you know, toasted bagels. Or just toast. Peanut butter toast. Sure. Um, I just toast my bread in the oven. I don't use a toaster. I just toast it in the oven. Well, okay. Also, I have like very limited counter space. So I'm like, I well, get I'm that. Not, I don't need to get another toaster because I don't use it enough and I don't have anywhere to put it, like nowhere to put it. So not even room I don't for like have, a pop-up toaster? What's a pop-up toaster? The bread goes boop. That's a normal what toaster. What the heck kind a normal of toaster, toaster are you talking yeah, no, about? Yeah. A toast, well, we have a toaster oven. Oh, so it's got no. the, the, the door. Evan. Well, the next, we're in our twenties, not in our forties, John. So we have a normal toaster. Next stage it's of my not life. that and fancy, also, ladies. I would have said toaster oven if I meant toaster oven. Obviously, I'm talking just a regular toaster because I was just talking about how I was Christ. putting my bread right, in the I'm oven. Leaving. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> You're not going to hear what grinds my gears, and you'll be sad. No, uh, what grinds my gears is you two picking on me. I get sad. <laughs> okay. Well, also rewind to that last part of the conversation, and we were rightful and and coming coming down on you on that comment obviously i'm talking about a regular toaster obviously yeah obviously got it understood so, no john i don't even have space for a regular pop-up toaster not on my counters and i don't really have much storage space i have about an air fryer that i do have a massive air fryer. air fryers scare <laughs> okay, me now because go. i had a friend that um 
what hers caught on fire and their whole kitchen went up in flames. It's because she got an air fire. She yeah, got an air fryer. Right. Hello. Mm-hmm. But now jo- I have this jokes. irrational fear about I air fryers. I, I love my air fryer. Um, I wanted one and I went into it knowing I'm not, I don't know where I'm going to put this. It's just going to probably just sit somewhere out in the open. But I put it, I keep it on top of my refrigerator. And then when I want to do something, like I get it down and set it on like my stovetop to cook things in and then, you know, clean it and put it back. So it, it works out. Um, obviously that was something that I found more important than having a toaster. Cause I could have also done that same thing with my toaster, but I just, whatever, I just toast are. my bread in the oven. Um, Here's what we need I to make goals for Ellie. More. This is what we need to make a goal for Ellie is to get a different place with more counter space. So she can have toaster or toaster oven since she's going to be in her thirties by the, by next week. Apparently that's the age you get toaster ovens and the air fryer and the microwave all in one kitchen. Um, I have my first task and that is reach out to your boy, John. Is that his name? (gasps) My boy, John. He'd love to hear from you. Is that the first thing you're going to do in your thirties? Yeah. And I'm going to say, he's going to say, what are you looking for? And I'm going to say counter space for all of my appliances and that's it. <laughs> well, all of your appliances plus the new toaster oven that you're going to Oh, build. yeah. Like plus a toaster yes. oven. That's your Christmas present. I'm already, I've already established that's what you're going to be your Christmas this year. A nice one. I love that. I love an appliance Christmas present. It's more reasonable than a, you know, bonus or whatever. Just gives you a nice toaster oven. Yeah. Somewhere between $119, Somewhere in that, that range. <laughs> Good one. Perfect. That's all I need. We've Thank really you. not talked about goals a lot in this podcast. We've talked we a lot about microwaves, dating. <laughs> That's okay. I want to point out that, John, you are the one that sidestepped us for both of those topics. You are. We'll put uh, – If you're interested in learning about goals, we'll send you timestamps of the portions <laughs> of this to avoid. Um, but who's the, one that ed- who's the one that edits this thing? I'm going to edit those parts out. Just going to be YouTube bringing up non sequiturs. I'm going to set them up, but I'm going to cut out my voice. Ouch. Ouch. You're you're going to set it up to make us look bad. No. Are you saying you're going to cut out all the parts that we don't talk about? No, 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 no. I'm going to cut out my setups. So that way it's just YouTube bringing up non sequiturs. So YouTube will look silly. I thought you were talking about taking out everything that doesn't talk about goals. And I was like, we've only talked about goals for like six minutes. Nope. That'll be shorter than a Scarlet podcast. I Next feel one. like we have talked about goals a lot, though. We have. And also, this is beneficial because everybody listening, you're getting to know the Shouted Out Design team. And now you know us and know that we are fun and random and have sure. some issues also. Um, yeah. But, but are also really good at setting goals. Yeah, but we, we set some goals and we talk a lot about, you know, we we pretend to know what we're doing. No, I'm kidding. We do know what we're doing. Sometimes. Yeah. And we also deviate conversations a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There usually isn't like a client fun. phone call that deviates into a 45-minute post call about nothing related to anything. Yeah. But I love but that. But, like, what's the point in working 40-plus hours a week if you hate your job? You know? Exactly. Agreed. Because you this. guys all strike me as people that would immediately quit if this wasn't necessarily a fun place to work. It's true. Yeah. Shout out Design is the longest-standing place that I've worked. Fun fact. Hmm. I normally am like 18 months and I peace out. Okay. Listen, we're setting records. Same. Not me, but my goal is to make this goal. Uh, that My goal is to make this my longest standing employment. So 
You've How at far least do we have got to go? me. Also You've Michael. at least got me for like three more years. Okay, I'll take oh, it. Excellent. Yeah, because I've only been here. It doesn't seem like it, but I've still only been here a little over a year. That's wild. I can't believe. I can't imagine my life without Ellie Hicks now. So. For sure. Oh, tell me how good my hair looks. I think I just got an extra year for that one. Yeah, yeah I mean, just an absolute centerpiece of our team. Oh my gosh, that is Ooh. such a compliment, John. Ooh. You're making me feel too good about myself. I mean, I would also say the same birthday. about Ellen and Rachel, and she was she was working on becoming also a centerpiece. Yeah, which arguably she should be because, like, without her, where, where would we be? But we'd have it less would have been website a very projects. Very different twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Sheba. Thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> it's true. Anywho, okay. Goals. Uh, one last um little thing <laughs> that I do. I I need to make sure that I say we've said all of these words in this podcast. We've also brought up smart goals and every other so episode, but I just want to reiterate it one more time. Smart goals and what they are and why they're so important when you're thinking through your goals. And we've kind of touched on this. If if you aren't having, if you don't have a plan for these goals, or if you're just pulling them out of the air, you're not. You just, again, setting yourself up for failure. That's three. That's three times I've said it. So SMART goals are uh, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So you are going to first make your goal specific. So talk about like what even is this goal. Don't just have it so vague that you don't even know how to reach that goal. Um, It needs to be something that's measurable. So put a quantity on it of some kind that you want to be able to measure progress and success, um, attainable, uh, make sure that you even are going to be capable in some amount of time to reach that goal. Um, if it's even, you know, you're able to do that relevant. Is this even like, is, is this goal part of the big picture? Is this goal relevant? I think Ellen said it earlier, um, talking about like, you know, what is this actually getting you in the long run? Is this actually getting you closer to your long-term goal or is this just kind of, arbitrary, like you just thought it was a good idea to set that goal. Um, And then timely. If you don't set a time limit, you don't really know how to measure. Um, So if I just say like, I want 10 more leads. I'm like, okay, do you want that in a week or do you want that in a year? Or because that's going to, that changes a lot of things. That changes maybe how much budget you need to look at. It changes the, um, the objectives, the tasks that you need to put forth to reach that goal. Um, so is this going to be spread out over a longer span of time or is this something, is this like an immediate, like by the end of the week, we need this. Mm-hmm. So it's my very long explanation of a smart goal. So, so smart, so smart. The most, I think the most important one to keep in mind in 2022 is the attainable one, because I think a lot of the times we'll try to set a goal that's above, um, like way above what's attainable because we're trying to like mm-hmm. push ourselves because it's like a hustle culture or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's just setting yourself up for burnout and for a team that doesn't get along very well. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not saying to undersell yourself, but like be realistic. Like remember that these are human beings. They're not robots. Yeah, it's so. definitely a happy medium. Like you don't want to undersell yourself and just and set goals that you're like crush crushing like just way out of the water. Like you're meeting these goals within, you know, a week when you've set them like I wanted to be there three months from now. Like 
That's incredible. Take that information. If you set a goal that you wanted to be at in three months, but you met that goal already in two weeks, that's awesome. Take another look at then, okay, wow, what this is the caliber of work we're capable of. So let's set a new goal. Let's and now in three months instead of that client that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're you're crushing this. Um, so let's take it a step further. So yeah, it's a happy medium because you and you also don't want to, like Ellen said, overdo it because then you're gonna be frustrated. You are gonna think you're failing. It's all kind of like a mental game here. You're gonna you're mm-hmm. not gonna feel like you're actually succeeding. So you also you want to feel good about what you're doing, but you also want to push yourself. Agreed. Agreed. I'm also agreeing agreed. with myself. Powerful. Crushing it. Crushing, crushing it. At your at your wise age, you're just you're just getting uh, better every day. Oh my gosh, I think thirty is going to be my best year yet, guys. Twenty nine again. Twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any more thoughts on goals or life in general? I have so many thoughts, but I'll save them for a, a later time. On life. Yeah. Give us give Same. us uh, give us thought number two. Not your first one, but the next one. Hmm, yeah. Um, my second one is my cat's been screaming all day. And so I'm trying to figure out what need that I'm not meeting for her to make her stop yeah. screaming at me all day. She That's needs, uh, second she needs the hug medicine today. like Oscar. I did that. It didn't work. She's sleeping Aww. now, but I know it won't last. I was going to say, so. I was telling Ellen before we started recording, I was having the same issue with my cat today and I don't want to jinx it, but she has finally left me alone. So... Yeah, is she still in her box? Real cute right now. She's no, sleeping. I just looked. She, I, she's probably on the bed. She's deep in sleep now, probably. But I think it's simply just because Tim's not home, and Tim has somehow become her favorite human, even though I raised her. Um, because Oscar's she that will way. Just go downstairs and like sit at the bed. She didn't even meet Tim until she was five years old. <laughs> but she'll just sit at the back door where he comes in after work and she just is screaming down there. And I'm like, I'm yeah, right o- Oscar's the same way. If either like if I'm out of town, Oscar won't sleep in the bed where he normally sleeps with her anyway. Like if I'm not there, he doesn't sleep in the bed. Like he sits out on the, the loft area and waits for me to come home, even though I won't be coming home and vice mm-hmm. versa. If Kelly's not there, it's not like he sleeps in the bed with me. He also just sleeps out in the loft. He's like, things are not the same. So I'm going to stay out here just in case. So I'm not. Oh the same. my gosh. And that I'm not is a whole why person. this is why I'm going to stay single. So my cat always loves me and only me forever. The end. I support you in that. Thank yeah. you, Ellen. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Thank you don't you. need no mans. I don't need it's no true. mans. Just need a toaster. Yeah, literally. That's that's first <laughs> on my list. Like a normal toaster, toaster, toaster oven, a couple of other things, and then maybe a relationship. <laughs> okay. Set you're setting goals for yourself. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Hashtag goals. All right. All right, Ellen, what grinds your gears? Um okay, so what grinds my gears this week? I lost my train of thought. Now I'm thinking oh, no. about Marge. You literally have it all written down, though. So say I it know, carefully. I'm reviewing yeah, my You have notes. note cards. I, I do have my note pulled up. You have three um, by five note cards ready to go. Okay. So Hello, my name is Ellen Cernko. Is that what Here's I what like? grinds my gears. Just, I'm no, so that's not what you sound like. No, that, that was your note, that was your note no. card voice. I think you have a good podcast voice. Let me just throw that out there. I think you sound nice. Thank Excellent. you. I appreciate that because um, my parents told Alex and I both growing up that we both have voices for radio. I don't think that they meant that as a compliment the way that you did, Ellie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, 
Is that? I think that was implying that your face is also not for TV. Yeah. No, what they mean is that we both have very loud. Like oh, we're okay. both very, we're both oh. very talkative human beings. Gotcha. And like, okay. it means that like your voice just carries. Like it doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter how loud I'm speaking. Like everybody in the room can hear me because I don't really know how to whisper. Yeah, well, when so. when you're a when you're a good distance from your microphone, yeah, your voice on on mic is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, but yes, I do also know that the whole you have a good voice for radio thing means that you're not very attractive either. They might have noticed that at some you point. Have as a, well. You have a you have a face so. for radio, yeah. You two oh, both have yeah. great hair for podcasting, though. Thanks, John. He's never published one of these, so yeah. That. I haven't. One day we will. <laughs> okay, and so I it grinds you. my gears. This week, it's related to goals, um, but what grinds my gears is, and we kind of already talked about it, um, but when somebody expects you to be cord- sort of like a mind reader um, with what their goals are for the project and they don't convey those, like their expectations to you, and then like months down the road, they do in fact reveal their expectations to you and then hold you accountable for those expectations Mm -hmm. that they never shared. Um, So a good example of this, I've had this happen like in a few different variations throughout my professional career, whether I was at Shouted Out Design or not. And then I've also watched it happen to the person that I'm working with, if that makes any sense, like their boss all of a sudden has these expectations for the work that I'm mm-hmm. doing with this person that like they never conveyed to us. And so then that person is like all stressed and everything. Um, yeah. But the story I want to share today is this client um, a few years ago, they had this goal um, and we get kind of a variation of this goal sometimes, but they had this goal of that they wanted to be on Facebook because that's something they should be doing. I put air quotes around that. Um, and then, you know, we go through the process of like trying to encourage them to have more specific goals of like, okay, is your goal to like, who are you trying to connect with? Um, how do you measure measure success? Is it just truly having a presence? Because there are some clients that we have that they just, their goal is truly to have a presence, which means that they are posting regularly and they're using it as a place to share their information. But you know, they're not necessarily looking for like four leads from Facebook a month or something like that. And that's totally fine as long as everybody's on the same page mm-hmm. um, with what that goal is. Um, but then exactly two months after we had just started this this client's Facebook, they had never had a Facebook presence before. Um, they came back to us and said, we aren't seeing any results from Facebook. We thought that we would be getting regular leads from Facebook by now. And I was like mm. – there are a few things wrong with that. One, we can't ex- you cannot expect me to be a mind reader. I don't just automatically know your expectations for service. I'm going to ask all of the questions that I possibly can under the sun to get the correct answer, but like ultimately I can't know what you don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you cannot expect measurable results from an immeasurable goal. Um, that's just math. Um, that should be one of those also- like uh, like wood carvings that you have on like people yeah. have in their houses. Yeah. Like, yeah, above the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. You cannot yes. expect yeah. measurable yeah. Right results from an immeasurable goal. <laughs> that, that is something, too, and I would put it. It's not as warm on. and cozy, but it is it is reasonable. It's actually more reasonable than live, laugh, love. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah, that's – yeah. Um. So the third thought – so I told Ellie before this I had this, like, list of things about why – 
basically this thought process is wrong. Um, but the third one is keeping in mind that an organic inbound marketing tool like social media takes a lot of strategy and a lot of time. And very rarely do brands just, quote, get lucky these days without already having some clout or if they're not willing to do anything worth noticing. Um, yeah. So, like, if you're just, like, starting up a Facebook page and you want to post two to three times a week, like, and you're not willing to, like, do any trends or take any risks, like, you're not going to, like, one, go viral or two, like, get a whole bunch of random leads from your social media. It's just not really, like how social media works anymore or mm -hmm. like what the goals of those social media platforms or their users have for being on those platforms. Um, and then four, we don't promise leads at Shout It Out Design for just having a social media presence. Um, and number five, I wrote two months on Facebook without any presence at all in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> those are my thoughts. I um, love your thoughts. So it's like going to get a haircut you can't just like sit down in a chair and tell the hairstylist like I want a haircut and them know exactly like what shape and color and everything that you're looking for. And expect for. to be happy at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have to convey your expectations from the beginning and then you can't be mad at somebody when they don't meet those expectations that you and, didn't share. And yeah, that's – that's something else too, um, which you basically, this is exactly what you said, but just to kind of think about it in a different way, because we were talking about kind of like us working with our clients on specific marketing uh, objectives. Um, but if you are doing this work that we've talked about and setting goals for yourself, for your business, for your different objectives, um, your different um, channels, whatever it might be, um, if you're setting those goals and you have a team on board to do the work and you don't share those goals with the team that's actually doing the work, um, you aren't going to be thrilled probably because if they're not aware of the goals, they might think they might have their own goals in mind of what they think that it should be and say like, oh, I think I am just killing it. Like I am doing really great with this. And you have written down another number that you wanted to be at at this point in time. Um, there's going to be a lot of frustration there um, because there was no communication. So yeah, making sure you're on the same page will uh, in setting expectations with everyone involved um, will make the process a little bit more seamless too. Um, so when you have like regular check-ins and stuff, you're already on the same page. Nobody's going to be shocked by anything. You just it's it's you might have like good news or bad news still, but you are both aware that it's good news or bad news. So you might say like, hey, this isn't really taking off like we had hoped. Maybe we should rework something. Um, so yeah, very important to share your expectations and just let everyone in on the goals that you're setting. I think a lot of Ellen's not just grinds my gears, but also just like general annoyances that come from this, come from not communicating expectations and then those unheard expectations not being met. seems like that's the point of a lot of frustration in Ellen's entire life, not just professional life. It's <laughs> true. I just don't, I don't understand like the mindset of like people just assuming that the other person knows what you're thinking. Like, yeah. and that just might be my own <laughs> like social skills lacking, <laughs> but like, I just need you to be upfront with me on like what your expectations are so that then I can meet them or tell you like, Hey, I'm not really sure that like, that's a smart goal. Like let's talk through it. So like mm -hmm. we can always get there. Like, it's not that like I, don't want to put in the work. It's just that like you haven't told me what work you want me to do. 
Yeah, I agree so, with that wholeheartedly. But I, I also, if Kelly were on, she would 100% admit that I am also the other person that just assumes, I assume that you agree with me and that we're going to go down this path, even though we haven't explicitly talked about this path. Which I think we're all guilty of at some point in our lives in some aspect. Um, but it is kind of important to remember, like take a step back. And I think we even talked about this on a podcast episode before that not even related to work or anything, but just like you were saying, John, personal relationships, like you can't just expect Mm -hmm. that the other person even knew that you were upset or like, um, knew that that was something that would upset you. Um, if you don't communicate that, like you never communicated that that's not what you wanted and you never even communicated that it made you upset. So now you're just kind of just stewing in your anger and it's getting worse and building up and then there's going to be a big blowout. And um, I think that analogy goes for personal life and it could also go for business as well. Yep. So we've been, Kelly and I have been pretty blessed not to have any like huge, huge fights because we both can be really vicious. So I think we, we stay away from that. And when things are small, we talk about them and mm-hmm. we get them out of the way. I'm sure we have things festering on both sides currently, but we try not to let them get too ugly because we can both be really mean. Mm-hmm. So we, we try not to get into those situations. Relationship well, advice know, from John. Yeah. But like also relating <laughs> back it. to business, get I don't it out. know what it is about like working with coworkers that then people like forget that the people that they work with are people. You know, like you're going to frustrate your coworkers. You're going to disagree. Like you're not going to like see eye to eye and like, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Just like talk it through or be like, Hey, I need like more time to pro one of the favorite, one of my most favorite things that's happened from Tim and I being married that I've taken into other like relationships or friendships or coworker, whatever is like, I'm frustrated in this moment, but I need more time to process before I talk about it. And like, that's okay. Or like I just saying in general, like I need more time to process this is like, mm-hmm. okay, it's all right. Like I think I've said this on like every podcast, but like when John says like you can send that email tomorrow, like mm-hmm. same thing. Like it doesn't mean that you're not communicating. It just means that you're taking an extra step to communicate to let them know that like you want to be thoughtful about your words. Yeah, like you're communicate you you want to communicate effectively, so you're going to take your time and think it through a little bit and yes. get yourself to a good place where you're able to have that conversation. Yes. Especially so. in in specific emails of like it's like we've turned emails into this like grandiose statement in some in some conversations. Mm-hmm. They're not just passing information. They're like, here is the statement of fact. And so if we're gonna mm-hmm. if we're gonna play that game, I'm gonna be thoughtful about when I send it and how I send it and what words I use in it. So yeah. we can do that, or we can have a face to face conversation and probably get it out of the way far faster. But once yeah. we're down this path, we're down this path. Mm-hmm. But like especially when you're talking about like everything we've discussed today with like putting together SWOT analysis and like putting together smart goals, like. Again, going back to the fact that you have a lot of different personalities in the room, like there may be some people that are a little bit more like black and white, cut and dry. And then there may be some people that like take things a little bit more personally. So just like recognize that you're not the only personality in the room. And there are other people in the room that even though they're at the workplace, they do in fact have thoughts and feelings. (laughs) Yeah, you You guys are allowed to have thoughts and feelings. You guys are allowed to have disagreements. You're just not allowed to disagree with what my thoughts and feelings are. That's funny because I disagreed with you this morning and you said that I was right. (laughs) Ha. Yeah, but I said you were right just to end the conversation because it was easier to just let you have a win. Wow. (laughs) I'm okay with it. It worked out anyway. (laughs) Yeah, like either way, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fine with it. All right. Okay, that's it.
Okay, that's beautiful. the end. Of the that's the end. That's this um, is the end of the podcast. This Donk. is the end. You you heard it all. Every topic under the sun. It's true. Okay, mm, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ellie. Thank you. Happy birthday, Ellie. I'll be thirty next time that uh, you hear. Actually, my voice. no. This 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 one won't go live until a week after your birthday. So. So. Nick's the happy birthday. Well, well, this is still a 29-year-old voice you're hearing. So young. But just know that when you're listening, So much future. Yeah. So much future, as opposed to a week and a half from now. Yeah. Oh, you're so old. You're a week into 29 again by the time you hear this. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shouted Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.